Welcome everyone to Over and Back. I am joined with a special guest, Appleton North, boys basketball coach, probably more importantly, the unintentional Holy Cross men's tournament assistant basketball coach, uh, Chris Kellett. Chris, welcome to the podcast. No, thanks for having me. I know we've talked about this for a while. You obviously wanted to come on, so I'm, I'm glad that you're my first coaching guest, if you will. Yeah, no. No, I uh, enjoyed listening to the takes all year, and uh, you had some interesting things to say about Appleton North to start and uh, the Kakana game, obviously. So just excited to talk about some things. Yeah, so we were talking just now before, and I'll just let the listeners know, you'll be on here again. This won't be the only time that you're on the podcast because I think we probably do have a lot to talk about, um, and I don't want to do a three-hour podcast because it's a lot. So we'll do. We'll see how long we go tonight. Um, let's start off with this because I don't even know. I'll ask you questions I don't even know. What's give me your your coaching background, kind of you know who Chris Kellett is and how you've got to where you are right now. Yeah, no. So when I was a player at uh, Ripon College, I ended up filling in for a friend of mine who was coaching an AAU team called Valley Bay, and uh, had a lot of fun with it. One of my favorite players I've ever coached his name was Andy Pope, and he's a brilliant grad. Um, he he kind of got me hooked. We had some success against some teams we probably shouldn't have, and. Following that, when I graduated, I went to Nina. I got a chance to be Chas Pronchinski's JV head coach for a year and um, parlayed that into three years at Lawrence University as Coach DePocter's assistant, um, which was a blast because I'm, you know, I spent time recruiting, um, you know, traveling, meeting other coaches, networking. Um, and then, you know, during this time, I'm still doing AAU and I wanted a head coaching job in high school, so kind of worked out where I had an AAU practice and a player by the name of Zeke Geets from Shawano, their coaching position opened and his parents reached out to me during the practice telling me to apply. And I kind of did it half-heartedly and had an interview and ended up driving from Nina to Shawano for two years and had some success there, you know, with some really, you know, strong-minded grinder type kids and uh, was there for two years, had, went to sectionals both years and came back my, my wife gave me an ultimatum of you know family or or, or Sean O and so I came back home and went back to Lawrence um, you know interesting interestingly enough we had a the year that I came back Appleton North position was open the Nina head coaching position was open in Oshkosh West and you know it was kind of neat seeing coach Rubis and I going in and out of all those interviews at at the same time but I ended up at back at Lawrence for three more years and um, as an assistant and went uh, from there to Appleton North. This will be year six next year. Um, all the while coaching AAU up until my son was born and he's, he just, he's about to turn seven. So Tyler Hero, Jordan McCabe, Keyshawn Justice team was uh, my last group. Um, so I had them for a couple years, you know, with Playground Warriors, spent about five years with them as well. So been around the block in AAU division three basketball and then, and then high school. So you, you played at Nina, obviously. Who, yep. How were your teams when you were at Nina? Uh, you know, we were talented. We had a really huge class height-wise growing up. Uh, so in eighth grade, we started three guys at 6'3". Uh, one guy at about six foot one, and then our point guard, Kyle Pope, was about 5'10"-ish. Um, and the problem with that is, you know, we didn't lose, you know, much, if ever. Uh, every single kid on our team, never, you know, didn't grow. So we were all the same height senior year. Uh, I had a pretty drastic injury. My senior year uh, dislocated my ankle and broke my leg. Um, but uh, we took second to Brian Butch my senior year and made a run to sectionals both years. Fond du Lac got us, which still bothers me to this day, but uh, it is what it is. I'll get over it sooner or later. So, so well, you mentioned Tyler here. Tyler here. I think that's – correct me if I'm wrong on this. 
you knew you started going back and forth with me on Twitter on with me as the unintentional, correct? And you yep. had, and you had no idea who I was. Not a clue. Okay, so then I remember it correctly. So then we're at summer league before the twenty two season, and in a Schwabenon, and you and I sit down next to each other to score to do the scorebook. And you knew obviously you know my son Jameson, and you knew obviously that Jameson had a dad. And then I introduced myself, and I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm the unintentional. That was the first time you put it together, right? For sure. And okay. Donaldson, after the, you know that happened, uh, Craig Donaldson was like, yeah, you're an idiot, Kelly. Like I, you know, could have told you that. So no, I, I'm I'm pretty oblivious to things, but it's always fun to have interaction on social media and and keeping up with the times. Oh yeah, I mean. So obviously you and I have different takes on hero. You coach him and you love hero. We'll get the hero later. I th- what I'd like to do is I would like to end every podcast we do together. Who knows how often we'll do it. I want to end every podcast with a Tyler hero story or a McCabe story, something from AAU. If you can, if you can gather up enough stories, I'm assuming you can. Oh you yeah. That's, that's okay. not a problem whatsoever. Okay. So we'll, we'll finish the podcast tonight with a, with a hero story, but yeah, I mean, so many people would go back and forth with me about hero. Um, and I fully admit I've, he is playing way better than I ever thought that, that he would ever. Now you probably can say that you knew it because you coached him and, you know, you have a relationship with him, but, um, I think it's surprising. <laughs> Just stud. <laughs> um, all right. So I put, I sent you an agenda. Let's discuss, let's just recap the FEA season. Cause it was, and if we want to even touch on the 22 season too, like I had said, the 22 class was ridiculous, very deep. The level of basketball, I think, was different in 22 than it was this past season. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, the I would argue that the star-studded power was was bigger. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was more parity, but there was, I think, you know, teams that generally struggled in years past were a lot more talented because those guys have been there a little bit longer and they were all coming back. So, there's a fine line between, you know, losing some stars like the Pavletskis of the world. Um, you know, Ice Emery had a had a terrific, um, you know, senior year, you know, losing guys like that. Um, but then you bring back all the teams that struggled two years ago and they have their same starting five. They're all older, more mature, you know, smarter, stronger. So brought in uh, some interesting games throughout the year. And I think if anyone that watched the FEA basically realized that every team kind of went through their own personal ups and downs. So I will, um, I will try not, I, I don't want to get you in trouble because you're a coach. So then I've told you, I'm like, I don't want you to get yourself in trouble. So if I ask something that you don't want to answer, feel free to just not answer it, whatever, but I'm, I'll, I'll try to make it as simple as not, I won't dig too much. Was Fond du Lac, Fond du Lac I'm assuming was a surprise to you. Um, actually, no. So coach Ford and I, um, kind of went back and forth on this about mid year. You know, a lot of people don't realize this. We had a lot of close games early and we were up 10 on them. And after the game, I was real frustrated. And, and he's, he was talking to me about our team and I was like, well, Ford, you can't tell me that no one thought you were going to win. I, I pegged you as a one or a two this year. And he didn't believe me. I, and I showed him a message that I sent to our um, athletic director to start just because I, I have some friends down south where they go and play in the summer and they did a really good job in the summer and I think the world of Jamari Dalton obviously got a chance to coach him at Holy Cross um, but besides him they have good players too so th- they're talented but the one thing about coach Ford's teams is they're always tough defensively and they're physical and they play the right way and when you have a good mixture of talent shooting and toughness it, it's going to be tough to beat were they the most individually talented maybe not 
Um, but when you put everything together, it's, it's tough to argue with what they had. What was your, uh, what was your biggest surprise for the FEA for the year? Do you think? Not um, necessarily even like maybe team success, which could be whatever, but I'm just curious as the season kind of went, like you were like, wow, this is interesting. I think honestly, the biggest surprise is just the the amount of upsets, you know, and we got a chance to be a part of them. You know, for us, it might've been a little different because we were so young and, um, you know, didn't have any experience, but, you know, just looking at the playoffs and coach Weiss, if he listens to this, he'll tell you this too. I, I told them we played them last game of the year that they had a chance if they sold the game down versus Memorial and to see them upset Oakland Memorial, Appleton West upset O North, you know, we went to Hortonville, got a win, um, you know, just seeing all those upsets and, you know, just from the teams that people didn't really expect. So our, our league, you know, you know, like I said, might've lost some stars, but it's, it's a talented, tough, grinded out league. And in the playoffs, you know, game shorten and it's about physicality and taking care of the basketball. And I think that's what the FCA is good at. And uh, installing at the end of playoff games too, Chris? It, you know, it's, it's <laughs> whatever happens, whatever happens. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the upsets is good. I was saying it all year long in the podcast, right? I'm just like, I mean, I called your team a shit show, but I was calling the FEA a shit show as a whole because – I was like, I'm waiting for Appleton West. I'm waiting for Appleton West. Something's going to happen. Something's going to, and then they finally beat Kakana by like 30 or something like that. Um, Cause there was just too much talent, but there was just, like you said, it was, par- you know, kind of parody, but it was like any given night, any team could, could easily win. Yeah. That's what made it fun. And, you know, every single team that you can go down the list had, you know, two all conference type players like Oshkosh West who took last had a, six nine six ten post player that and almost every other league would have been first team yeah um and he was he was close to first team and you know they had him and they had you know taylor as a guard who is a phenomenal guard in his own right and appleton west is loaded you know you could argue that we might have been the least talented team in the league um but from a skill set wise shooting we were up there but just from a toughness physicality defensive iq wise experience obviously we were low so it was, it was an interesting year with, you know, every team has, you know, their horses and some teams had some experience, some didn't. Um, teams like Oshkosh North had two horses that, that they could ride and, you know, other guys had to step up. So it was weird dynamics kind of with every single team if you go on the list. Okay. So as we get through the FEA season, we get into state. Um, what do you have any thoughts on how to fix Cause I would assume we will, will you acknowledge that there's a, a problem the way sectionals are set up? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, to me, if, if I could fix anything, I, I'd probably make it like two gigantic regions and then seed both the regions. Okay. Um, I, I think any given year, the, the, the talent pool can shift, you know, back when I was playing, it was pretty much, you know, the Milwaukee schools down there, Madison Memorial was coming on. Um, but nowadays, you know, they've shifted, you, you know, there's been years in the, where the FBA has had two state champions and teams from up here. So if I could do anything, you know, the computer system has, has to be adjusted. Um, the, the biggest thing with that, you know, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Massey ratings? Oh yeah. I check out the Massey ratings all the time. Yes. So, you know, to have that system in place that goes through everything and you can actually see why and how and what everything is. And then you get to the actual rankings is, is, is pretty eye-opening. Um, and, and to be told that, if we beat a team that, you know, might be division four that had 15 wins, um, that would mean more than beating, uh, an Appleton East who's 500 is, you know, they have scholarship kids and one of the toughest leagues in the state is, 
not exactly right in my opinion. So that, you know, that should be adjusted, but, you know, just moving teams around, you know, the talent's going to change every year. Um, that's why if you have two regions, you should be pretty set on things, but in the, they don't care about travel as much as they say. I mean, I, oh. in my career at North, we've gone to Eau Claire uh, North, we've gone to Hudson, um, you know, football had to go to Chippewa Falls and then Hudson this year, travel's not the issue. So. Right. And they used to say, I know that travel was the issue and I don't know how much they said anymore, nope. but do you even know, I mean, I know you obviously just mentioned a couple of examples, but do you know specifically every single thing that that computer system looks at? Cause I know right away they, or they, they won't, they don't tell you what it's, how it's weighted. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah. So they, they've shared, and I, there's a couple of contacts that I talked to uh, Mike Johnson, the former coach at OS. Now he's at Nina. He's, he's an absolute analytic nerd. Um, loving the death. I actually just talked to him on the phone today, but he's, he's kind of my go-to and he, he sent out some projections and um, it's just, you know, with half the teams from the FVA going into the same, same sectional, it, it's tough because you got teams where, you know, Nina was probably robbed because they had one less game than Hortonville and Hortonville lost to him twice. Now, Grant Hortonville had some really good wins outside of it. So you could argue both ways there. So it's just, yeah, you know, <laughs> it'd really be nice to have a way where the coaches could just have a zoom meeting for, you know, 10 to 20 minutes and just talk after the seeds come out before it's finalized. Um, just argue. Cause some teams, you know, good friend of mine, Chris C red Oregon, I think he lost to Brookfield East where their best player was out three fourths of the year and came back. And obviously they're a different team too. So here, congratulations, earning this high seed. You get to play this team that had their best player out forever. So, and if coaches would have voted, that wouldn't have happened. And I know, um, Bredesen over at Janesville wasn't happy with, you know, the lack of respect that they got as well. So there's, there should be some coaches challenges, I, I would think, but. So I had mentioned the, I agree that there should be that kind of thing involved, but there, the, I'm trying to think who was I, oh, and I was talking to flood. I said, it'd be interesting though, because like in this, this year you would have had, cause in sectional two, you didn't want to run into De Pere, right? So like, if you were, Marquette was one was one that kind of got misseated. We thought they got the seven, I think it was, and they probably yep. should have been the two or the three, but they're probably in a situation where their coach was like, yeah, I'm good with seven. I'm good with seven. Cause I'm not playing oh, yeah. until the sectional, you know, finals, whatever. So I think that does the- happen. You know, those there's people from North that know uh, my several year at North. Um, we were voted ahead of Oshkosh West and Oshkosh West challenged to move up because that's usually what every team does. And I, I had it pretty pegged where I knew where the FEA teams were going to be. And I wanted to play one of the Eau Claire teams. And so when they challenged, I was like, no, he's right. Oshkosh West was missing big hazel. And if he's back now, so they're definitely better than us. And so we took a lower seat because I wanted to play someone that wasn't in the FEA. Okay. When was this? Did you you say? You. What's that? When was this? This was my first year. So we actually went up to Eau Claire and played Dalton Banks from Eau Claire North. And we came back with an upset win. And then there was a huge snowstorm. We got back at like three in the morning. And then, you know, I don't understand why you play regionals back to back either. Should be one day of rest in between. But not that it would have changed the outcome. Nina was extremely talented. But um, it just, you know, so it's definitely argued that way too. But if you've got a bunch of coaches in there, usually – things don't fly like that. And Oshkosh West did have more talent than us too. Yeah. So it was, you know, that was just kind of a situation there, but it seems would have, you know, depending on the coach, um, 
everything's a little different, for, you know, for everybody. But Tapir was pretty special this year, so oh, yeah. that wouldn't have surprised me one bit. Yeah. Do you know why they do regionals and like regionals are what Friday, Friday Saturday, right? And then sectionals are Thursday Saturday. I honestly do not know. I really wish it was Thursday Saturday for both regionals and and sectionals. To me, that would, you know make things better for those that travel the three plus hours to games, especially if you win. So do you, um, to go back to the computer system real quick, do you, is there talk at all about like scrapping it or, I mean, you said you wanted it adjusted because I don't know if you had a choice, would you just scrap it? If I had a choice, I, I would explain how things are graded that way, you know, cause teams will schedule specific, you know, quality division three, division two, division four teams, just so that they can bump up their own ratings um, but I, but I would also add in the, the coach's piece where you can just have a conversation um, and, and just go from there. Because to me, if there's an injustice of like the Milwaukee Marquettes of the world, you know, yes, they might have wanted to avoid the peer, but they probably wanted, they probably would not have wanted to be a seven seed. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and there's just the computer gets things wrong. Um, but the Massey ratings to have things so drastically different from, from the Massey ratings to the, those computer ratings, when the Massey ratings looks at everything and, it's it's pretty mind-boggling so how, how long has that massey ratings been out i've been looking at it for, you know during my time at appleton north um okay. i'm a big defensive guy so i kind of focus on that but uh it's it's just a nice tool to have so you can kind of see where you rank you know the areas that you need to improve on and, it, and it's something that my team looks at quite often okay i've i've seen it the last i think i caught wind of it i don't even know how i caught wind of it but i saw it like two years ago so craig and i i don't know if craig ever told this craig and i pick games every 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 high school games we pick games like we we put the spread we think who's going to win the game by how many points whatever and it's always interesting i put the massey rankings one because you can do matchups and it'll yep. kick out who the who the favorite is so it's always interesting to see kind of see how the Mas- massey ratings kind of you know say who's going to yeah. be who yeah for sure um do you do you think that they're gonna the wia is gonna change anything do you think i mean I, you know, based off of what I've seen, I think they'll say they'll tweak it a little bit. They won't really tell us what, you know, the, this past year they tweaked because uh, OS and AOS had their issue two years ago where OS had a better record. OS beat AOS twice during the season, and then they had to travel to Appleton West. Um, you know, they did change that, but I don't foresee any major changes coming. People don't like change. You know, that's why you talk about shot clocks or um, anything like, you know, charge circles, things like that. People don't like change and, and change is hard. And I, I have a pretty good gut feeling that it'll, it'll be here to stay for a while. So, okay. Well, so this it was to go to the computer system was a change two years. Was it two years ago, right? This is the second year it's been or the third year. Yeah. Football did it earlier, I believe. Um, but you know, that's, it's interesting. So there's just different ways to go about it and there's ways to make it better and not telling us what, uh, what is being critiqued and, and how things are, you know, being graded or ranked is, is probably my biggest issue with it. What, what um, was the general consensus when you guys as coaches heard that you guys, it was going to be going to go into a computer system instead. Did everyone like, what, yeah. What so, think? yeah. So the one nice thing, you know, for us was, well, we traveled to Marshfield to meet. So it's nice not having to drive. We're now with COVID hitting, you know, we could do a zoom meeting too. Yeah. Makes you go back to why weren't we doing that in the first place? But um, some people were excited for it. You know, I actually like to sit down and talk. Um, but you know, I have a, I, I have a tendency to look at kind of every team, how they're doing, you know, trends, things like that. Look at the analytical side. Um, and I talk to people that do that a lot too, like, like Mike Johnson. So it's, 
Um, but I like to meet, talk, just hear people, you know, see what they think. And it's, it's fun to get a group together, you know, just a group of coaches and just talk too. like, even if I don't get the seat I want, it's still fun to see everybody communicate, talk, how's your season going? Cause we all go through trials and tribulations throughout the year. And it's fun to get some things off your chest and things like that. So, um, but I'm okay either way, to be honest with you, but the, the, the fact that we can't communicate or talk about things is just, is just, is just wrong in my opinion. Has it adjusted now how you schedule your, your non-conference? Um, no, uh, you know, for us, because we, we want to go to the Crest event every year. I enjoy going there for my time with Shano. So that's two games. Um, I'll always play Shano. Coach Ambrosius is, is one of my best friends. Those are just fun games. Uh, Coach Rickle at Bayport I love because, A, they have a really good program. And uh, Rickle's a really good coach. So it, it, it's fun to push ourselves there. And um, there's a couple that we're contracted with for a couple years as well. So it, it hasn't really affected us much. Um, the one thing that I will say is I try to, you know, schedule teams that are going to be in our sectional more, um, but I only have one or two to play with. So I, I did go from specific teams that weren't, you know, when I first started, we played in the Apple Classic, and that was a great event. Um, our AD at the time, Nate Warner, and I sat down and talked because I went to the meeting and we lost a game by, I think it was three or four, our first game of the year. And every team used that against us at our seating meeting. Xavier's division three, you lost by, doesn't matter how much you lost by. And I'm like, well, Xavier's a, a state contender, you know, it's a little different. So from then on, I've tried not to schedule, you know, division three teams or, you know, even division two to accept, but obviously my connection to Shawano. So. Okay. Uh, we're going to get kicked out here because we're at the 40 minute limit. So this is the end of part one. Uh, Chris and I are coming back. We'll do uh, part two in, well, you won't know when it's a couple minutes, but we'll do it in a little bit here.